it's that time of year again where single people everywhere simultaneously sob into their pillows for six hours straight. Fortunately for all my singlets out there, I am 100% a qualified relationship expert slash specialist, and I guarantee you that after taking my training course, you'll be able to get yourself a date in just two days, just in time for Valentine's Day. And because I'm feeling so generous, I'm running a special price discount for just $420.69. You can unlock this price by emailing me your credit card number, your address, your date of birth, social security number, and blood type. But hurry because this offer ends soon. Okay. Welcome to the Completely Random Foolishness podcast hosted by me, Asia. This is a show that I do purely for fun, so I'm really sorry if you expected anything different, but no. You did see the like the title of the show, right? In all fairness, you can't expect much from a show named Completely Random Foolishness. I do try to be professional, however, <laughs> that doesn't usually work out. Uh, so yeah, now that that's out of the way, let's boogie. I've seen a whole lot of those YouTube ad paid classes video things, and if you don't already know what I'm talking about, then allow me to shed some light on the subject. These are people who, for whatever reason, decide that they want to make money off of selling tutorials to people, and they're not ever good tutorials. <laughs> they're usually pretty bad, and their business model kind of sort of goes something like this. It starts off with a person asking you a question, sort of like, have you always wanted to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? Or uh, do all of your friends have relationships, but you don't, and you don't understand why? Or would you like to know the secret to success? They reel you in and then they hook you. And the hook, <laughs> the hook is something like this. If that's you, then listen up because I have the secret to blah, 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 whatever it is that they, you know, are talking about for the subject of that video. And then after they hook you, they'll say something to keep you hooked, which is usually like, watch this video all the way through to find out the secret. So you watch the video all the way through and not once do they actually get to what they promised you, which is the secret. And then after you watch the whole thing, they like slap you with some insane fee to access their course, which is really what they were doing in the first place. They weren't trying to give you the secret. They were trying to sell you the secret. And so they'll say something to the effect of, if you're really serious about this, you'll know what a great deal this is. But in all actuality, it's not a great deal because the courses are hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars for something really simple. Like, do you want to know how to lose weight? Take this $500 course to, to learn the secret to losing weight. It's so stupid. And they act like they're doing you a favor by lowering the price to like a slightly less ridiculous amount, but it's ridiculous nonetheless. That's what gets me. So personally, I've never paid for any of these classes, but whenever I see them, I do like to watch the free intro video so I can see just how much they want to rip me off this time. And now I want to be one of those people. So that's the premise for today's episode. I was asking myself if I was to make one of those stupid videos, what kind of video course would it be? I mean... <laughs> How much money am I even scamming them for? Even trickier though, what would actually be in the course? I mean, there's no way I could ever justify charging suckers like hundreds of dollars just for a secret. But like, I still have to come up with something, right? If I'm gonna charge people 
for a course. I actually have to have a course. No matter how stupid the course may be, it actually does have to be a course because I could probably get in trouble for convince, convincing people to pay for a course that doesn't have any lessons in it. So I've taken the liberty to come up with a 10-step plan called How to Get a Date with a Hot Chick. And since you, my lovely podcast listeners, are just so freaking lovely, you get to be the test audience for absolutely zero dollars. I won't charge you the the rate that I would I would charge everyone else, which remember is $420.69. Uh, so uh, <laughs> enjoy, I guess. This is your, I don't know, what am I trying to say here? This is your free access to the prestigious course of how to get a chick. No, I'm sorry, how to get a hot chick. And you don't even have to pay for it. But uh, feel free to leave any suggestions for improvement in my inbox, which is completely random foolishness at myself.com. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> Presenting How to Get a Date with a Hot Goddess. Hi, I'm Asia Burwell, and I've got a question for you. Are you single? Me too. But the difference between me and you is that I've got a secret. Two out of ten relationship experts agree that my method can't be beat. And I know how to get you, a lonesome loser, a date with a hot chick like me. So, you just purchased my overpriced 10 lesson audio course. Congratulations! You've just taken the first step towards finding that one person who makes you complete. Unless you're a polygamist, of course. In that case, you'll need to purchase my second course, How to Get a Date with Several Hot Chicks, for only an additional $150. Now, I bet you're wondering what the secret is. But first, we have to get through all 10 steps. Oh my god, I gotta stop for a second. I have to I have to pause. <laughs> that was the most annoying voice that I've ever had to do in like the entire history of my life. I hated that so much. I've got to take a second to get myself together <laughs> before I put myself through that torture again. <laughs> it was so horrible. <laughs> okay. Whoop. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Here's step one. In order to date a hot chick you first got to find a hot chick. But you just can't go to your local grocery store. No hot chicks will ever be caught dead there. Instead, you'll want to travel to your nearest hot chick hub world, where all the goddesses gather to wait for you to snatch them up. An example of a hot chick hub world is prison. Prison is a great place to meet a lovely lady such as myself. I recommend prison because there are so many chicks that you can do all of your shopping in one place. Step 2. Now that you've located the hot chick of your choice, you must woo her. Women love to be complimented. I recommend telling her the three whys. Why you love her personality, why you love her body, and why you would love for her to send you nudes. If you are not good at coming up with things to say, I have provided a template for you to use. For the first why, which is why you love her personality, you can start by telling her that you think it's sexy that she's in prison because she has anger issues and beats someone to death. She'll love how much attention you've paid to her likes and dislikes. For example, how she likes to use metal rods to beat people to death and how she dislikes using baseball bats to beat people to death. And now for the second why, which is why you love her body. I recommend complimenting her in a sweet and innocent way. Here is an example. Girl, 
you got the bounciest tits I've ever seen. She'll really appreciate how you, a complete stranger, took the time to notice every single curve in her chest. It shows just how much you care. And for the last why, which is why you would love for her to send you nudes, it is an important thing to note that this is what wins a girl's heart the most. Chances are, this will be a very sensitive subject for her. As she is in prison, it's probably been a long time since she's had random strangers in her DMs asking for nudes. She's probably embarrassed. So, bring up the subject gently and don't be surprised if she gets angry at first. It doesn't mean she's actually angry. It just means that you have to ask her a second time before she'll say yes. Asking for nudes is a crucial step in asking someone on a first date. Now that you've picked your chick and you've wooed your place into her heart, you, okay, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. I, you know what? I don't even blame you if you just click off of this episode right now, because I can't, I can't read this like that. <laughs> and I, I guess you like, you probably can't listen to it like that either. That is so annoying. Okay. I'm just going to read the rest of this in my regular voice. Cause that was a bit much. Where was I? Where was I? I have no idea. Where, I have no idea where I was. I think I said, uh, huh. I don't know. Give me a second. I got to get this together. Honestly, that just threw me off so bad that I can't even, I can't even get myself together. Okay. This is your chance to really impress her. In my own experience as a hot chick. <laughs> and now that I'm not doing the voice, I can't take this so it sounds like I'm taking myself seriously, but I can't. I gotta find the balance. This is so weird. Okay, I'm gonna try this again. In my own experience as a hot chick, I know that we hot chicks really love spontaneous and unconventional dates. What I recommend is a two-part date. So the first part of your date is to break her out of prison. Because you can't go on a proper date if she's behind bars. So you gotta get her out. I recommend watching all the seasons of Prison Break, which is basically just an instruction manual for how to break out of prison. You know, you would think that they'd be smarter than that, but apparently they're not. <laughs> uh, wait, what was I saying? <laughs> I see, I told you, I can't take this seriously now that I'm not doing that stupid voice. Uh, so after you get out of prison... I'm sorry, after you get her out of prison, have a change of clothes ready for her. And it's probably easier if you just switch clothes. So whatever you're wearing, she wears, and whatever she's wearing, you wear. That way, if the cops are looking for her, she'll be disguised as a non-prisoner. And if they see you, the cops will know that you're you're like, you're not the one that they're looking for. So even if you are wearing prison clothes, they'll just think that you got it from the store or something. It's not a big deal. So the next thing I recommend is you do um part two for your date and it's a classic idea which is to go get food people love to go get food on dates uh first dates second dates 100 dates people just love to go get food okay but of course like i said women like unconventional dates so i recommend this cool date idea so what you're gonna do is pretend to be homeless and then you're gonna go to a soup kitchen and eat for free She'll be so impressed by how much money that you saved and how much you like to save money and how creative you are. So bonus points for you. So I know that I said that this was a 10-step course, but because you are so smart and just such a great student, you probably only need the abbreviated course with only five lessons. But don't worry, I'm not going to refund any of your money because you still get the full great value of 10 courses, but packed into a more compact 
five lessons. I'm not only saving you money, but I'm saving you time. Step four, write her a poem or a song. Hot chicks are suckers for bands like Metallica because they're so romantic. So you can probably just take the lyrics from one of their songs and change it up a bit. For example, in the song Enter Sandman by Metallica, instead of singing Exit Light, Enter Night, Take My Hand, We're Off to Neverland, you could sing Exit Light, Enter Night, Take My Hand, We're Off to Our First Date at the Soup Kitchen. She'll love it. I guarantee you that that will win her over. But of course, it's up to you. But you also have the option to sing her the theme song to the Spectacular Spider-Man TV show. So instead of singing Spectacular, Spectacular Spider-Man, you would sing Spectacular, Spectacular Girlfriend. See, she'll love it. That's a guarantee. Okay, so for step five, this is the last step. So you got to go big or go home. Okay, this is the step in which you buy her a gift so that she will think of you every time she looks at you classic classic dating technique give the girl a gift after the date is over she'll have the gift she'll think about you and then she'll say she wants to go on a second date because she's thinking about you okay so some people would say that flowers or chocolate make the best gifts but those things won't last very long what i recommend is getting her a large framed picture of yourself preferably large enough to take up an entire wall This way, she'll have no choice but to think about you and go on another date with you. She'll be so excited to see what gift you bring her next. Okay, so now you followed the steps, but now what? I bet you're wondering what the secret is. Well, I'm ready to tell you. But only the ones who are truly serious about picking up hot chicks can find out the secret. Otherwise, it will become mainstream and not be a secret anymore. And if it's not a secret anymore, it won't work. So if you're serious about this, then you'll want to purchase my course on how to find out a secret. And since you've already invested in this course, I'll discount the price to just $210 just for you. And I'll even throw in this free DVD of season two of Kim Possible. So what are you waiting for? Act now before this secret gets out to the public. So... (laughs) That was the video course. I don't even know where this idea came from, like how I just decided to make this an episode. I really don't know, to be honest. So I'm just as shocked as you are (laughs) that I just sat here and did this. Not sure. You would think that by now that I would have this whole podcasting thing down packed, but I really don't. And what am I on, like the 51st episode or something like that? Yeah, I'm on the 51st episode and I still struggle with feeling comfortable podcasting and I don't know how to fix that really I really don't I used to I guess I used to feel a little bit better when I was editing these episodes and I was recording in an actual microphone onto my computer and things like that but so much has changed since I started the show when I first started the show I was doing this as a video podcast and an audio podcast no I'm sorry take that back I was doing this as a solely video podcast and the reason that I was doing that is because I am more of a visual person and so I like to watch podcasts even though there's nothing going on I just like watching the person as they're talking and so I wanted to do the same thing but Figuring that out was like such a whole obstacle that it took me forever to start my show. And so when I did start the show, I started a video podcast 
and it was just way more <laughs> way more difficult than I anticipated because there were so many problems that sprung up out of nowhere so I decided okay I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna do an audio podcast which the audio podcasting went a whole lot better when I just decided to do no I'm sorry when I decided to do both of them it started to go a whole lot better but it was still so much work because I had to do both of them and um so then I just decided to like cut the whole video podcasting thing out and just focus on the audio part which I like I really do like it but then that offered <laughs> some issues of its own so I was actually okay I don't know that much about podcasting you again you would think that I would know more by now it's been what a year a year and some change but I really I just I feel like a newbie at this and you can probably tell just by listening to the quality of my episodes but I'm trying so here's like the thing I used to do I used to record in audacity I would capture the audio in my microphone and feed it to audacity and then I would export it out of audacity into uh shoot what's the name of it? adobe adobe um premiere pro and the reason I was doing it in premiere pro is because I was doing the video part so what was I doing I was recording it but I wasn't using the audio from the camera I was using the audio from my microphone and then I would just sync it to the video and I would uh, fix it up in Adobe Premiere Pro and all of because I'd like never figured out how to use audacity I did like mess around with it a couple years ago but I never really got comfortable with it I'm just not really good at the whole audio mixing thing I should have just got my dad to show me because he has a really nice professional music mixing, like music mixing, music fixing, music, all of that stuff, audio, sound, whatever program on his computer that he got a couple years ago. And it's still like so, so good. Like you, even as old as it, I said a couple years ago, but no, I mean like a long time ago, even as old as it is, it is a beast at just fixing audio. He has fixed so much <laughs> in that things. So I should have gotten him to show me and, um, maybe used his software for that too but yeah I just used Adobe Premiere Pro because I'm so used to it I've been editing video on it for quite some time now and it's just yeah I know it like the back of my hand at this point so yeah I was using that but then it started to get kind of hard to do that too just because I was running out of time like it always seemed like I was super busy and the more I tried to put like more effort into my podcast the more it seemed like I mean the like the less time I seemed to have to do it <laughs> so I was just like oh my god I don't know what to do so anyway I stopped paying for Adobe when I lost my job and when I say I lost my job I mean I quit my job <laughs> I quit my job for a reason that I'm not going to talk about but it was not a good environment to stay in, so I had to quit. And I thought that I would be able to find another job quickly after that, but I don't. I currently still don't have a job, <laughs> and that was back in what? Uh, when was that? That was September of 2018. Yep, September of 2018 is the last time that I had a job. Now I have worked contract job since then but not like I've been employed somewhere and I did do temporary work at a daycare but again I wasn't employed so it was basically like money coming in at random times at random amounts and I never really knew like what to expect so I said okay I've got to cut down on some of these bills and one of those bills was paying for creative cloud which is the adobe what do you call it 
the Adobe Suite. I think that's what they call it, something like that. And even though I was paying the student price for it still, when you don't have a job and you're like getting money coming in at random times, then, you know, even the smallest expense can really start to add up. So I was cutting out things like Spotify. I cut out Adobe Premiere cloud pro whatever <laughs> adobe creative cloud i cut that one out i got out a bunch of stuff okay and so i after i cut out adobe i said oh my god i gotta figure out what else i can edit on because this was a stupid idea of all the things i could have cut out why did i cut out the thing that makes me money so yes i have to pay money to use adobe but i also use adobe to edit videos and so when i do contract videography work like i gotta like i gotta edit it on something so I was trying to figure out what I could do. I was like, I could either just get Adobe back or I could pay for something else. But then I was thinking to myself, well, the point of the, of getting rid of Adobe was to not be paying for it, you know? So why would I go and pay for something else? And then it'd be a huge learning curve for me to figure that out. So I just, I would be better off just going back to Adobe. But I knew about, <coughs> oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I would edit that out, but you know, I'm literally talking about why I don't edit my podcast anymore. So, uh, yeah, I, I knew about this editing thing called, what is it? DaVinci Resolve, something like that. Anyway, that's what I use now. It's really, really good. And I think that it rivals Adobe, if not being slightly better than Adobe. I'm not really sure which one I like better. I do know that the learning curve with DaVinci Resolve was a tad bit steeper than the learning curve with Adobe. Uh, back though, before I used to use Adobe, I used to use Lightworks, which I'm not, I don't even know why I was using Lightworks. Because when I was in high school, when I was in like the 10th grade, we were learning Adobe in one of my classes. Well, in two of my classes, we were learning Adobe. And then on my own time though, I started learning Lightworks. Don't know why I did that. It was really weird and I was confusing the heck out of myself. But yeah, so Lightworks actually, I think, had the biggest learning, <laughs> the biggest learning curve out of all of them. And I don't know why. It probably isn't even that hard of a, like, so, uh, what do you call it, interface to use and to learn. But for some reason, I was re really struggling with Lightworks. So that's why I went back to Adobe and I never looked back. Yeah. Um... But here's the thing about DaVinci Resolve. DaVinci Resolve, the file, I haven't quite figured out how to make the files smaller than they, than they are. And I also, I did something weird and I can't undo it for whatever reason. When I was setting up DaVinci Resolve, I set up the project files to be in one folder. And I didn't mean to put it in that folder, but that's the folder that I put it in. So now everything saves automatically to that folder and that's not where I want to keep it. So it's, it's weird because the storage on my computer, I have two different storages and you know what, this is like probably not something I need to sit down and explain, but just know this. I have two different storages on the computer. I have the, uh, internal hard drive and the external hard drive. The external hard drive has a ton more storage than my internal hard drive does. And I did it that way for a reason. Not going to get into that reason, but I did it that way for a reason. But I accidentally saved my project files from DaVinci to my internal hard drive. And so it's weird because I'm like using up all the storage on that when I really want to be putting it on my external hard drive, especially 
so that if I need to move it, I can just move it easy. Yeah. Anyway, you can copy and paste it, but for some odd reason, the, the weird thing that I was talking about that I did is that it doesn't actually ever delete from the computer itself. It'll delete off of DaVinci, but then it stays, like a copy of it for some reason stays on the hard drive. And I was like, oh my God, I'd like, I need to figure this out before I just fill up the entire hard drive with nothing but these projects. And then I can't use my computer because it's too full. So yeah, that's actually why I don't edit my episodes, my podcast episodes anymore. Um, and I save the recording space, not the recording, I save the space on the internal hard drive for the film projects that I do, because that's what actually makes me money and not this podcast. So yeah, that's that. But the crazy thing was after I stopped editing the episodes, I started to get a whole lot less confident in what I was putting out. And I'm not sure if like it shows or not. It probably does show, but I know that it started to show in the numbers. So the numbers like hit one day. I don't know what episode it was, but I remember that I was used to getting a certain number of downloads from my podcast and then all of a sudden it dropped and it never went back up. And I was very confused and I said, okay, <laughs> okay, what am I doing wrong? Do I need to go back to editing? So then I tried editing a few more episodes and the numbers never went back up again. So I said, oh my God, what have I done? And ever since then, I started to get like super, super, super de duper, <laughs> like not confident in what I was recording. And it's not in just what I was saying. It's also just in how I'm saying it. So I started to feel self-conscious about talking to a, to a microphone. And I've never felt self-conscious about that before. So why I'm starting to feel that way now, I have absolutely no idea. It makes zero sense to me. But I do feel like that. And so a lot of times I don't put out episodes because of the simple fact. Well, I mean, I don't put them out on time because of the simple fact that I'll sit there for an hour and I'll record the same thing over and over again and I hate it so I'll scrap it and I'll do it again and then I hate it and I scrap it and do it again and then like a whole hour is going by and I was like oh my god I haven't recorded anything and so then I I have other things that I have to do so I have like I just used up all my podcasting time that I allotted for the day and I still have nothing so I'm like okay I'll just do it tomorrow and then I try again the next day and then before you know it I'm like three days behind and it's so frustrating, really, because I can't tell if it's the podcasting that's bothering me or if it's everything else going on in my life that's bothering me and it's just spilling over into the podcasting. I don't know. I wish I knew, but I, I don't. I don't know. Everybody wants to be a success in what they do and in the things that they create, especially, I'll say, when you've created something. And it's like, it feels like your little baby and you want it to succeed. Just like, you know, if you had literal children, you you created those little lives and now you you want to see them grow. And I'm not taking anything away from like adopted children or anything like that. You didn't create them, but still you're putting things into them to nurture them, to grow them. And so you're going to want to see them succeed too. It's the same thing with this. I have put, oh my God, so much effort into not only just this podcast, but sometimes in just individual episodes. Like, for example, okay, the last episode that I did was 
that interactive game that took me three days I think three whole freaking days to write out that whole like tree branch glyph thing of options and so when you put that much work into something and you put it out there like yeah you're darn right you want it to succeed because you just like you just work so hard on it so that's a natural response but you have to balance that between you know feeling like you know, you want it to be successful, but also just being proud of the work that you've accomplished. And so I'm trying to find that middle line, that little balance where I can say, okay, I've done my best. I'm going to put this out there. It does what it does. Like, even if this doesn't get the same amount of downloads that every other episode gets, I'm going to just keep rolling with the punches and I'm going to keep putting this stuff out because I like what I do. And that's really what matters. Anyway, I said all that to say this. So I was writing this episode out and I started writing it, I think, early this morning, but then I stopped after maybe about 10 minutes. I was writing out my plot points of like what I wanted to hit on and and, um, say, but then I stopped and I just got really frustrated and I said, okay, I got to get myself together before I continue to work on this. Because I want this to be good. I don't want this to just be something thrown together last minute that I'm not proud of. And that's happened several times where I'll write out the outline for an episode and then I end up scrapping it at the last second and I decide not to do it. And so sometimes that means that I just like, (laughs) what's the term I'm looking for here? I was getting ready to say like, I was getting ready to free ball it. I don't think that's the term (laughs) though. I don't think that's it. But I just, I just talk off the top of my head and that ends up being like way better than whatever it is that I just outlined. Or sometimes I'll have a backup outline of something that I want to do. And so I'll do that instead. Or sometimes I don't have anything at all and I'll try to just come up with something and then it fails. So I'm like, okay, I guess there just won't be an episode for this week. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, so that's kind of why today's episode was short even though I just, I made it longer by talking just now. <laughs> but no, like the main point of the the episode was pretty short. I stopped after five of the, what do you call it? Five steps. I was going to do a whole 10 steps and that probably would have taken up at least 30 minutes of the show, but uh, it only stopped at, at 15 minutes, about 14-ish, 15-ish minutes because I only did five steps. And the reason I only did five steps, well, one is because I thought it would be funny to advertise that I was going to do 10 steps and then not even do the 10 steps. But two, also because as I was creating it, I just, the more I was doing it, I said, oh my God, I feel so stupid. (laughs) I feel so stupid. And I don't know how to just how to not feel stupid. Sometimes I can turn it off and I can be like, all right, I feel stupid, but whatever, this is fun. And then sometimes I feel stupid and I'm like, I, well, I think I'm going to stop now. (laughs) I think I'm just going to stop because I don't know how to get over this feeling. And that's kind of what was happening today, which is another reason why I stopped doing that voice. One reason is because it really was irritating, but two, because as I was sitting here in my car, I was getting like super discouraged because I said, oh my God, here I am in the car again when I'd so much rather be recording in my house, in my own studio with my microphone and podcasting setup that I spend so much money on with my no job having self. I'd much rather be doing that, but here I am recording into Anchor into my phone because I don't have any other options.
well, any options that are viable at the moment. I'll say like I'll say it like that. So, yeah. That's pretty much all I wanted to say. I didn't try to make this, I didn't mean to try to make this depressing or just like a heart-to-heart -heart talk or anything like that. But no, I just, uh, I couldn't get into it. I I was trying to get into it. And as I was writing it, I was feeling okay. And then as I started to get to the end, I started to feel less okay. I said, oh, well, by the time I record it, I'll be fine. And then I started to record it and I was okay. And then I started to be less okay. <laughs> So there you have it. Anyway, I've got other things to do and I've got a sibling who needs things for me. So I'm going to go do those things. <laughs> he's he's 7 years old and so I I uh I end up helping a lot with the things that he needs, which is a bunch. <laughs> it's a bunch of things. I love him to pieces though. So yeah. Anyway, that pretty much sums up what I wanted to talk about today. I hope that you have a great Valentine's Day because this this kind of was inspired by the fact that Valentine's Day is coming up in what, like two days? What is today? Wednesday? Yeah, in two days because it's Friday. So I was like, you know, I'll do like a, a love romance date kind of Valentine's-y thing episode. I said, that'll be cute, right? <laughs> right <laughs> okay anyway uh that is all for this episode folks i hope you enjoyed it i really really do hope you enjoyed it and in case you didn't then okay i guess <laughs> i was gonna say something else but no i'm not gonna say that yes but seriously i hope you enjoyed it because i put a lot into this show i really do uh, but for real though, don't take this seriously. I have to put that disclaimer out there. For the love of God, please do not take this advice. This was really, really bad advice. And in case you don't catch sarcasm very well, it's bad advice. Okay. <laughs> As always, I think each and every single one of you that takes the time out to listen and support the show without you, I would be talking to myself. See you next week. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Completely Random Foolishness or on Twitter at CRF underscore podcast. Intro and outro music made by Eric Burwell, aka The Best Dad Ever. And thanks for listening to this abysmal calamity I call a podcast. <laughs>